0: Welcome to Lavish Hope Season 4, I'm your host Liz Testa. In this episode, I'm joined by Rev. Ansela Francisca Emalia Rumokoy, Originally from Indonesia and ordained there in 2010, Pastor Francisca and her family arrived in New York City in 2014, speaking no English and knowing very little except that God had sent her to be a pastor in the United States. What happened next is an amazing story of hope and resilience and trusting in God to provide and lead the way. Today, she is the solo pastor of First Reformed Church in Metuchen, New Jersey, a long way from her hometown of Manado, Indonesia, and she is the current president of the Reformed Church in America's Council for Pacific and Asian American Ministries. With spiritual wisdom and a delightful sense of humor, Pastor Francisca shares the joys and challenges of her journey encourages listeners as we all make our way and casts an inspiring vision for the future of the church, one that is full of young people sharing their gifts, music, and multimedia. I can't wait for you to learn more. Let's jump in. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Lavish Hope Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Testa, and today I am so delighted to be sitting in conversation with my dear sister in ministry and colleague and friend, Pastor Francisca Rumokoy, who is just up the road from me here in New Jersey. Pastor Francisca, welcome, welcome. Thank you. So glad that you're here with us today. And so, um, Pastor Francisca, can you just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you? My name
1: actually is Ansela Francisca Rumokoy, but famous with Pastor Francisca. (laughs) Second, a name, I mean. Um, I live in New Jersey, um, Metachen, New Jersey, and now serve uh, at the Reformed Church of Metachen. And I've been this, in this church for almost uh, seven years, but became a lead pastor since last year, 2021. Hmm. They call senior pastor. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I uh, I've been married for 19 years. We just celebrate my 19 years anniversary. My That's husband wow. and I have um, uh, one kids. I mean, I have boys,
0: one 12 years old now, seventh grade. So, Pastor Francisca, you have a you have a really um, compelling story to share, which I know you'll do in just a couple of minutes. But one thing I like to ask my guests from the at the very beginning is. Uh, you know, the title of our podcast is Lavish Hope Stories of Resilience and Overcoming. So mm-hmm. I like to ask my guests just what does resilience mean to you and how has it been shaped by your past and maybe changed or deepened by your experiences?
1: Yeah, most of our my life, I say our is my family because I always come with my family. Um, mm-hmm. um, I always follow whatever God wants me to do if if people asking me uh which one the better place for me in Indonesia in so many cities I serve in Indonesia and here I mean um when they asking I just I always answer them with one one statement in God present. that's it so for me um try to learn the will of God in every situation it saved me a lot Sometimes um, I pray for the things like this, but not not all the things like opposite, opposite what I mean, I, I pray for. And it make me more understand. I need to try to understand more about God's will, better than my will, so I can follow whatever um, God wants. The The true story, I always be... All people say, oh, you always obey. Not that every time. I always be like the person to run away for all the calling. <laughs> but it makes me more strong. So when I disobey, that's the result. And when I obey, this is the result. So it um, like changed my mind a lot the way that I thought. So I feel like better to follow whatever God wants me to do. Hmm. Then run away.
0: Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's like the story of Jonah and the whale, <laughs> right? <laughs> Running away from God. Yeah. So that's interesting. So when you're talking about resilience, it is about whatever your response is to God's call, learning from that, and then walking in obedience.
1: Yeah. Try try to think a positive in every even negative situation.
0: Nice. That yeah. is something that we need more than ever right now in today's world. How to think yeah. positive, even in the negative situation. That's great. Thank you. You have such a compelling story, Pastor Francisca. Can you share with us a story of resilience and overcoming? I think I will start with my story to
1: come, come to the United States. I think that's yeah. um, 2014, um, I think around February 2014, I... I don't know if, if people understand or not. God, like, talk to me, go to America. I have no dream to come to America. I even have no desire to come. I have no, um, like, purpose to come to America. Even America, I know, is a big country. But I didn't know which part of America, where, where to go. So when when um someone uh, come to me and asking me to come to the to, uh, United States to serve one of indonesian congregation in uh, san francisco at, at the uh i think at a moment and i say like hmm, let me think about it and then um it comes to my mind for almost two weeks and okay let's pray I, I i i pray to god this is your way or my way i don't want to go if it's not your way but looks like the person that got got sent to me to ask me to come to america looks like this is like uh i can say maybe uh God talked to him and and um to forward the message to go to uh, to come uh, I mean um to to forward the message to me yeah. and then I feel okay and you know as I'm a, a person I'm a human being I have my thought I have my my um brilliant mindset <laughs> and I say I I go to America I don't want to and mm-hmm. after that I ask so many times God and I I, I asked um with the sign and all fasting and everything that I did looks like all the all the um, answer I need to come to America and three times I asked God with the sign I don't want to express very very uh, long story. I asked the sign for this, the the first this the first sign and the the, the answer is yes. And then I'm, I'm not trust. And I, I ask the second sign. And a yes. And I, I ask the third sign. And yes. Oh, my God. I don't want to. I don't want. And, uh, you know, I'm a human. I'm human. So I I, I say to, I tell to my husband, uh, we need to fasting. And I, I I do fasting like 40 days. And uh, the sign and the, the answer is yes. And after that, I say, we don't need to procrastination. We need to make a, a step of faith. I don't want to make guts. I don't want to to upset him. I don't want to be like, like Jonah. You say before Jonah, run away from the calling. And after that, and I say, okay, you know, um, my step of faith, I I saw my house and my property and I go to embassy. If you know, to come to America to go and and to ask, uh, to to go to embassy, to ask the visas to come here, it's very difficult for Indonesia. And I just come with my faith, my faith, and then I already saw everything. If if the has not come, it means it's nothing. <laughs> and then thank God, got very fast. February I got the the voice, and I, I tried try to uh, find uh, the answer. And I think I got the visas on June and uh, August. I came to United States two thousand fourteen.
0: February is when you first heard God calling you. Yes. You did your three times, you did your 40 days of fasting, you did all your signs, everything. Then then you went for the visa at the embassy, had to get through all of that. Red tape, we say in English, right? And then you got the visa in June, you said? Yeah, I got my my visa in June. So quickly. And then then August, you were here? Yeah,
1: August. The end of August, I was here. But and and very very interesting. If you want to know, I I came to the wrong place because my oh. invitation go to um um Washington State because no one that I know except one one person um that I know who has a daughter in United. I mean uh in um, in New York because um, she worked at the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom say like this, okay, you can come with me because Washington is close, just for hour. I say I will go to Washington. I don't know if America have a two Washington, right? I say I'll go to Washington. Okay. Because Washington is four hours from New York. Use a plan. Okay, okay. So I bought the ticket, same the ticket with her to come to here. So that's why when I came here, the, the officer say, You came to the wrong place. I say, No, <laughs> Washington, Washington for hours from New York. And then he said, oh. No, you need to go to Washington State. I say, Yeah, for hours. Oh says, no. Totally wrong. You know, Washington DC and Washington say totally different place. Say, oh, oh my god.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So it means i'm just i'm I'm just obey. Yeah. like blind woman come, okay, to United States. Which part of United States? I didn't know. i I started, but what happened
0: to the church in San Francisco?
1: Um, to be honest with you, the um the the people who call me like an um elder in the church, and I, I don't want to go there because the pastor, the previous pastor is still there, oh, and then okay. the previous pastor um don't know when i was uh, i mean i don't know i will come
0: oh, okay. So that, okay that that make
1: me so embarrassed i say better you you talk to each other and yeah. say pastor because the pastor maybe they should, uh, need to retire i don't know what's the Got background it. and then after that i i just say better you 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 fix everything this the situation position mm-hmm. make sure the pastor know i will come Got it. And I don't know, but God changed, or maybe that's the right place for me. And then when I was in in, in New Jersey, in New York, I say, God, I don't want uh, New York. New York so complicated. I don't <laughs> want it. God. And God, like just two or three weeks, and I I, I uh, moved to New Jersey because I have like Indonesia community community here, and I feel like I want to uh, know. Uh, a lot of uh, seminary, I, because I the the purpose okay the purpose God sent me, but my desire I don't want I, I want to study more. <laughs> I want, okay, so I hear about Princeton, so a, a lot of uh, interesting mm-hmm. for me. So,
0: so you <laughs> got to New York, you found out that Washington State where you were thinking to go was yeah. too far away, other side of the whole country, whole continent. So yeah. then, instead of going to Washington State, you went to New Jersey. <laughs> yes, you're right. Great, right. and then that's the start over.
1: I I know like a com- Indonesia community. Yes, and at the same times, so I think just two months, they they try to call me, and then I preach in uh, like uh, several place, uh-huh. uh, the church, and and three church at the same time asking me to be be their pastor, Indonesia oh. pastor. Oh, wow. But again, the same way, the same way I always happen when I'm so. Stressful to to answer right away, or when I ask God and give me the sign, so I ask God. And one of the churches uh, in Reformed Church of um they have of um, several Indonesian members there, but they they worship there, but they they really like to have Indonesia speaking, uh, like worship in, in Indonesia language. So that's a that's a, a very first very first they have like I think six people and then we when I do my sermon the first time uh, preaching my my, my, my first time preaching I have eight people Hmm. eight people I never forget Um, uh, November 9 2014 my Uh first time preaching at Reform Church Hermatajan and when i pray and god say that's there's, there's a right church you you need to you need to um like lead the indonesian there
0: so, so that was I, beginning an indonesian worship service at yes. an english speaking church an anglo church yes reformed church of matachin yes and you had eight people yes and god said three. here you are this is your eight yes <laughs> okay wow i
1: start with eight people Without knowing any uh any things about church planting, I just I just a uh, pastor from Indonesia with my all my experience lead the congregation. I have a big congregation in Indonesia when I was like um, make 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 uh, my commitment to come here. So when I saw eight people, <laughs> I feel like, but obedience small mm. is beauty. <laughs> yes. So to start the obedience, I don't need a big number.
0: When you've told this story in our church settings, you've named that there was the American pastor that was there. It was yeah. very encouraging to you. Yes.
1: Can I? I said uh, Pastor Peter. Pastor Peter is um, a previous pastor, senior pastor. Pastor Peter is one of a leader who encouraged me a lot to be part of reform church. To be honest, a lot of, uh, a lot of difficulties when my, uh, my, my, my status, my position very first is very Your difficult status. to mm-hmm. get, to get, uh, to get in. I, I, I need to go to the lawyer and everything to start over everything. Pastor Peter never gave up and I always, you need to go to undercare from classes new New Brunswick, my classes. So you need to go and you need to uh be uh under care. And then I'm I'm very sad because the first the first when I do the um interview with the, uh several folks, I, I say maybe um the leader of the New Brunswick classes, and it looks like I need to go over again, start over again, and I say I'm not fair. I'm a pastor from Indonesia since 2010, and mm-hmm. I lead the congregation there. And, and when I came here, it looks like they're not counting everything. <laughs> I said, No, we're counting everything. But so I, I need to go through uh, with um uh, Credo and whatever. I say, I did already. I say You need to do You need to re.
0: <laughs> wow. Re- you needed to be re credentialed. So you already, you know, I'm just thinking. And I'm sure there's we have listeners who who know this experience in other professions, that you have people that come fully credentialed, like you were a pastor in Indonesia. And even more, you know, sometimes we talk about women being pastors, right? So you came from, I know that your story, of course, that you came from a place where women pastors was normal. So that was usual. So you were fully equipped. You had your congregation. You had your experience, four years of experience um, in the church. And then you came here and they're telling you, uh, you you mentioned the classes of New Brunswick. So people that might not know what that is, um, that's kind of like the governing group of churches and pastors in a specific region is called the classes. And so the classes of New Brunswick is the area of sort of the governing group in the area that your church and that you found yourself. So you had to go to them to get their credentialing to be a reverend, considered a reverend in our denomination called the Reformed Church in America, and to be able to fully lead a congregation and administer the sacraments and all that sort of thing. So you went to that meeting and it felt like they were asking you to start over again from the very beginning. Yes. Oh my goodness. And
1: 2015, right? As I I start in 2016 all the things the Credo on all the exam. I, even until now I forget all the exam. <laughs> forget all the, what what kind of exam? I think I I have been through like six exam or mm-hmm. four exam the several exam with my family. Well, the
0: good news is they want to make sure, you know, I had in my classes of New York there's 14. So be glad you went to New Jersey. <laughs> But but you know, they wanna make sure that if you're going to pastor, you're gonna preach, you're gonna, you know, proclaim the word, that you are truly properly educated, that you're mentally, spiritually healthy, all those things. But I can yeah. still imagine, I mean, that was a lot to overcome, right? I mean, I, I'm sure your your commitment to walking in obedience. Yeah. Right, with God's yes. calling on your life must have been. I mean, you must have been holding on to that so tightly.
1: Yeah, God sent, God sent several people around me. I mean, like Pastor Peter and um, I, Elder and Deacon in in this church, also encourage you, you need to go in oh, through yeah. that. And then they they helped me a lot. Also, yeah. I was very drawn. I mean, I'm very drained because a lot of things to do, congregation, and I just newcomer, do the paperwork, and and they always like encourage me.
0: It means a lot so for me. So, yeah. so Pastor Francisca, so you're saying, I want to name this because it's so beautiful. You're talking about how important it is when thinking about how people can overcome things. You have to have people around you to encourage you.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I can call I think them. that's, mm-hmm. go ahead.
1: I can call them my support system.
0: Yes. And, so beautiful.
1: Yeah. People who always encourage me because I'm not a superwoman or superman. I'm just human. Sometimes I have a weakness. Sometimes I need to think twice. And yeah, we can we can we can say like very weak. Because most of Pastor, we, we don't want to tell our weakness to the congregation. <laughs> but I, I've been honest. I've been honest because um when when going through a lot of exam and in the same and sometimes you need to uh, lead the congregation. And I tell you, I'm a pastor from an immigrant congregation, most of Indonesia, right? Like, I mean, like 80% Indonesia before, before eight people now more than 100. So all, all the, all the things like they, they, the center of everything is a pastor. They need pastor most of their time. They need pastor to be the translator. They need pastor to go to the MV. They need pastor to go to 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 go to uh, even if they have uh, something to do in their house, their kids to do going to school, a lot of things. And at the same times, they they force me. You need to do that. That be <laughs> like oh, but but I'm so thankful. That's a part of a resilience process. Yes. So part uh, the part of a um, I can say God saved me to be more faithful servant mm. and. Be I can tell, I don't want to say the the real part. I mean, the pastor who always listen and and um very straight to hear God's voice, I mean,
0: yeah, to be open to that, right? Yeah. That is a discipline to be listening to God's voice, for God's voice, and then to God's voice. But there's so there's two things, Pastor Francisco. One is you just slid it in there so quietly. You went from eight people the first preaching, and yeah. to how many now?
1: Um, with all the kids, I think one hundred thirty around that, one hundred twenty. One hundred twenty.
0: One hundred twenty. One hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty amazing. So congratulations. Yeah. I mean that right there is a story of lavish hope in a nutshell. You came with 8 and now you have so many. I mean 120. That's so I don't yeah. even know what the percentage is more, but that's just an unbelievable. And you were able to do what you needed to do to get the proper credentialing, right? Yeah. So you you honored that process. Yeah.
1: 2000 2008 2016, let me say, 2017, um, they recognize all the process and recognize I'm be, be part of uh, Classics New Brunswick and be uh, the pastor of uh, Word and Sacrament, ordained. I mean, reordained.
0: Minister of Word and old, Sacrament. Reordained.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they call reordained. It's like strange <laughs> because I'm ordained before and yeah. reordained again in um, 2017 and the church, this church calling me be the co-pastor here in 2018.
0: Okay. So first you became then co-pastor. So that's also okay. beautiful. And I want to name that, that in some places, right, you have the 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 immigrant church or the different language church, different culture church. You have the dominant culture, English speaking church, and then you have the other church, and they're separate. Mm-hmm. But here, your Pastor Peter and you, Pastor Francisca, are co-pastors. Yeah. We call United Church.
1: We call, we combine church. Before, mm-hmm. we try to do like a collegiate or something like that. But we need each other. So I, I can tell all the things, beautiful things happen when we go going together. So when Pastor Peter retired, this is very, I mean, I think it never happened like co pastor become a senior pastor right away. There's like a lot of process also to going through the and um, the church need time. Like I can tell a lot of process also to mm-hmm. be uh, uh, the they call senior pastor or solo pastor. A lot okay. of things also.
0: So, happen, but... so, so, Pastor Peter as the Senior pastor. Then he became yes. co-pastor with you, and then he needed to retire because he was older, right? He was retirement age. Yes,
1: I think almost seventy or yeah. sixty. Yeah, pastor was a bit retired, and then um, there's no one except me to to continue because I have like eighty percent in uh, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's I just I just make a joke in myself. <laughs> <laughs> because i i know my my ability to say who I, who i am god and i lead this congregation i lead uh, both indonesia and anglo community i think i feel i feel like i feel i'm unworthy to be honest but when mm-hmm. when god always say i send you i send you from <laughs> indonesia okay i'm okay
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> We have to, they say, they have a saying in some places, yeah. believe God. We just have to believe yeah. God. <laughs> I know it's, it's,
1: it's very easy to say, believe God. When you yeah. come to 2014 without knowing English, and then now you need to speak in English and like point in English to be a preacher. And sometimes I'm being nervous and all the words like gone totally from my mind. <laughs> That's not easy.
0: <laughs> I don't even, I mean, I don't even Know what to say, really, about this amazing thing that I mean, talk about what could be an obstacle, right? In some places, that could be what they call a deal breaker, that mm-hmm. you not so. It's enough that you're being called to pastor an Indonesian church in the United States in this country that you didn't even want to come to. <laughs> and here you are being obedient, living into this calling. And now God is saying, you're also going to do it with an Anglo congregation and you're going to learn English and you're going to preach. I mean, it's one thing to learn English to go to the grocery store. It's (laughs) another thing to learn English to preach and teach the gospel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I learned English, I think more seven years. Right. And I, I learned English from my, my son. (laughs) Yeah, that, I've been honest. Sometimes I said, your pronunciation is not like date, mom. Oh, <laughs> how <laughs> cute. Like me. <they. laughs> okay. <laughs> and then now I, I feel like God prepare everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He is my provider.
0: Isn't that so beautiful?
1: Yeah, he's, he's my provider. When I remember that, say, you need to go, and I will provide everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of provide. I don't know. Uh, I don't know Um, what's. The meaning of provide. When I arrive here, and I know now, God, God guide me, lead me, and then now everything's I can see by my eyes. God open from 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 nothing. I mean, I don't know even I don't know one of uh, Indonesian people in here. No one that I know, and then God send me like beautiful congregation i mean beautiful people to come and help me and to to live with 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 god's will and to live um, obedience together to do his work in this ministry i mean i just sometimes when i sit down i say god you always make a joke with me Hmm. are you kidding you make me like this (laughs) yeah i feel like I don't know how to say
0: it. <laughs> Yeah, that's so beautiful. So, Pastor Francisca, tell us where do you find resilience when you don't have it? When it gets like difficult, what do you lean on to help you?
1: Yeah, he's my hiding place. I need to soak in his presence. That's all. Mm-hmm. There's no place. When people asking me this is my first uh, uh, statement before i mean when people ask where 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 the best place for you indonesia america i say the best place is in the presence of the lord
0: hmm.
1: That's the place i find the rest i i wrote um uh, i always remember this 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 passage from psalm 62 first one to truly my soul find rest in god my salvations come from Him. Truly, He is my rock, and my salvation he is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I know sometimes um, everything's that comes to our life not not everything's good. There's always the bad side, and then I always like I always remind myself, even when I do preach. When I uh, do the ministry, I always say, remember, not everyone loves me. Not everyone agree with me. Not everyone would be your supporter. Some of them will be your haters. <laughs> I can say oh. the haters. <laughs> right. And then I always say, whatever I do, I'll do for glorify His name. Mm-hmm. So it makes me more strong. Okay, God, I do that this for you, not for people. But when I do for you, of course, for the people. But when I thought the negative from surround my life, surround surround, surround my my church or my ministry, I'll feel like guilty and maybe down or maybe um, yeah, very weak. But when I remember God's purpose, I remember his power, remember his his mm-hmm. presence. And that's uh, that's the I mean a very strong power come right away from my 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 the energy my energy come back and I remember oh God send me God is my power God is my my um hiding place God God is my fortress so I remind this and I have the
0: power. That's so beautiful. I I am imagining that our listeners are finding so much um like so much insight from that because yeah. just hearing your story and all that you've gone through to be able to live fully into your calling um just to know that that's that's what you do when it gets like when the going gets tough as they say right that yeah. you just really go to the Lord and that that
1: yeah I try I try to find the Absolutely. rest Sometimes sometimes even, even pray, if you have a, like heartbroken and very pain, bitterness sometimes for something, your prayer and not happen. Mm-hmm. And then all the people like surround you, not become your supporter. Mm-hmm. They be my haters and they, they put me down. I would say even to pray, I feel like nothing. And that's the moment I always remind myself. What is my purpose? Purpose of my life? What is my purpose to come here? What is um, all the things that God did in my past? So it mm. um, helps me a lot to to remind myself, and I feel like okay, the positive energy come. I mean, like, and at the moment I can I can connect to the presence of the Lord, because when I feel like guilty, I feel like. Um, bitterness. I feel like very weak. I have no connecting. I, I, I can't. Co- I mean, I have no uh, power to, to
0: attach to Him or to call Him or to have a connecting. There's the scripture, right? God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so that's, that's just that. like, God will meet us in our need and will lift us up and carry us. Yeah. And yeah. so, that I would think too maybe pastor francisca that there's a there's a level of trust mm-hmm. that you have right you you already talked about jehovah jireh you already talked about god as provider um that god will lead you and guide you that you have that that is a huge sense of trust mm-hmm. in the divine and yeah. i think for many people in our world today especially in this area that you and i live and minister in that's the new york greater new york city metropolitan area the tri-state area that we were so hard hit with covid there's economic issues you know there's just so many things divisiveness politics i mean there's so many things right now that would w- bring people down and yes. so to have this kind of um just encouragement to trust in God and to just exercise that kind of yeah. openness. Yes, that you're talking about. You have to be open, even when you're feeling that discouragement. Just to be open to let God take care of you.
1: Yeah, this is what I like to say to the listener. Sometimes you know, um, all the the sermon, for example, I I I, I always. Uh, preach every week I say to them all the the sermon and all the bible just become the knowledge in your mind just knowledge but if you ask more and you have a connecting to God and you have more experience experience more better than knowledge for me because most of uh, most of obedience uh, I, I mean myself right now, obedience that I have, most of them I, 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 I uh, get from the experience with God. So the experience make me like strong and all the experience saved me a lot. If I do that and if I did that, I feel like better obedience than to disobedience because <laughs> this disobedience costs a lot to my life. But obedience, I know sometimes obstacles, sometimes problem, but I know God with me. Mm-hmm. I know He always be with me. But this obedience, I go far from the Lord. And I I I I I do and I I hold my burden alone. Oh, I don't want that. I need God because God will take on my burden. So this is this is what I always say to my life, myself, to do the ministry. A lot of things that happen, a lot of um for uh, from uh, I mean, for example, right now I have a lot of obligation. I say, but I'm so heavy. If I feel like get, I feel like tired, so so empty, so so drowned or whatever. I feel like oh, I did more. My I I did uh, this with my power, because mm-hmm. when I did with his power, I, I I'm not getting tired. I can do everything with His power, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm getting tired, it means I did by myself. The power comes from myself. If the power comes from the Lord, of course, I'm not tired. I just, the tools, the, I just, the instrument. The powers come from Him.
0: So yeah. That's a great image. Of Where the power comes from, right? Where do you get your power? Yeah. and I think in especially in the United states and in the Western world, we mm-hmm. talk a lot about how, you know individualism, people as individuals. And we know that in global communities, like you said, you always come with your family. The sense of community around you, mm-hmm. as you said, supporters, encouragers. So it's family and friends, but having community around you is important. And then there's also, they talk about, literally they say, communing with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's also about being in that community with God that that mm-hmm. gives you that strength when you don't have it, that, that power, that godly power. That is just, that's a very, um, well, powerful <laughs> um, image. And I hope that our listeners take it to heart. And so, Pastor Francisca, I then would like to ask you about a place where you find hope—it feels like you already just shared that. But do you have another place that you find hope, or is that the place you find hope that you wanted to share with us? Uh,
1: the only place is the, the presence of the Lord, soaking yeah. in that presence. And the other, the other place when I very stress or a lot of burden, a lot of problem, I always call my support system. My support, system, I have intercessor prayer. I have twelve intercessor prayer. Always pray for me. We have meeting every every week or once once uh, uh twice a month, and then when I have like something to do and very emergent in, in the church, the family and I always call them, to be the part of the team to pray.
0: So this is that community again. You have you're saying you have twelve intercessory prayer partners, yeah. Yeah. who pray for you, and anytime you have a anything you can ask them for prayer. Yeah. And then you have specific times during the yeah. month that you also meet yeah. regularly. So it's regular.
1: This is the part of my secret. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, wherever I go, since I was in Indonesia also, I have intercessor prayer. So I never I never go without them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I always because I, I'm still human even if I'm a pastor or didn't pastor. I need people who help me, who pray for me. And I need to make sure they already, and then they pray for me. They mm-hmm. they will say, yes. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. They pray. I feel like I need, I need his presence more than, because when I, this is what I believe. Every, every time when I go out, there's always enemies around me to put me down, to take all the, all my hope, to take all the purpose. So I don't want to play game with it. I, I need his presence. I feel mm-hmm. like the more power come from him. So that's, yeah. I think that's secret.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. You know, I'm thinking music is important to both of us. And we both love yeah. to sing. Um, yeah, I really um, like to sing. So the song that's coming to my mind, it's from the gospel tradition, but it says, Jesus be a fence. Jesus mm-hmm. be a fence all around me every day. I need you to protect me as I travel along the way. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, be a fence all around me. I need to learn that. that Yeah, it's a good one. But that's just (laughs) what you were saying. It just brought it right to mind. I love that. I love that. So then, Pastor Francisca, do you have um, any other verses or quotes that inspire you to embrace hope and be resilient? I know you already mentioned the Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2. Do you have any others you want to share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, this is my Philippians 4, verse 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And um, another Hebrew 13, verse 8. I always um, tell to myself because I learned Bible uh, I'm study and say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his spirit, the spirit who rose Jesus from the dead, the same spirit living in in me. Mm -hmm. But I always say I need to activate the spirit so I can go over the world with his power. So when I'm very weak, I always come to his presence and, and read again, the Bible. I, I, most of uh, my struggles place, when mm-hmm. I be in the struggle place, I say I struggle place because a lot of uh, things happen, right? And I always read, for example, uh, Psalm one twenty one, mm-hmm. Psalm ninety one, Psalm twenty twenty three. God is my Savior. so it it helped me a lot to think like rethink again to give up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the the the. The guilty feeling or bitterness, I say before, Mm -hmm. sometimes drown me and sometimes make me um fast like to stop. I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. That I don't want, I don't want to do. uh, I'm stopped like that, and and all the 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 sound comes to my mind, and then like you know, I think that's the Holy Spirit reminding me. So I feel like, oh. I need to. And from that situation, the negative and all the things, uh, the bad situation, right away, like, change me. If I'm being honest, I, I'm still human. I have an angry, <laughs> anger, and I have everything. It just maybe takes, like, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, and after that, they're gone. They're yeah. gone. Mm. i be like, oh, God when when I did a lot and i serve i do the ministry, I help people and 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 after that they blame me for everything and <laughs> something's i think it was so weird' <laughs> i did my best three three uh, things in my life i always say um i i say Francisca, you did the good things do you do you do the your best when i this is like the measurement for me i did my best I do my best. And the second, this is this is a bless someone and it's according to God's will. So three of these always come to my mind. If I did all that and then the people keep thinking negative, that's their problem. That's not my problem. My problem is do the my best. I would say maybe I can lie to people, but I can lie, I I cannot lie to my life, my life. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm the only no, I did the best that I can do, or just a half of it. <laughs>
0: Pastor Francisca, how are you cultivating hope today?
1: As long as I know Jesus is my power, Holy Spirit in me, there, always have a hope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when we 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 talk about the cultivating, because because surround surround us a lot of uh, bad news, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. um, ungodly people <laughs> surround us. If you mm-hmm. like, and then. So that's why I say before, I always make sure and I tell to myself, I did everything for the glorify, to glorify His name for God, not for human, mm-hmm. not for man. Because if, if I thought I did for the man and I, I, I do um, for the people and they, they not respond positive the way that I did the good things
0: to them, You got what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. They're not responding with with that feeling of positivity or of hope. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. That's hard. I think there's a lot of people out there right now that are just doing their best, and it's maybe not being understood or received in in the same way. And so if you do have, right, our divine parent, right, God— that we're doing it for, and that is pleased in us. And that just will help us to be able to balance that, right? It's balancing.
1: I feel um, only God, God will open their mind. I have no power to change people. God, His Spirit can change everything. My part is as a pastor, as the people of God, I just do whatever I can do. Do my best and the rest God will do. His part, my part to do the best.
0: So, I hope every person that's listening to this takes heart from that because you're saying that that's how you cultivate hope as a pastor. So, you know, sometimes people think, oh, pastors are just always have everything. You know, they've always got God is right there with them and everything always is, you know, works out great and, you know, it's always positive. But just thinking, I hope they're taking encouragement from this, that even as a pastor, that's how you have to cultivate hope. And so that that if that's what a pastor has to do, then anybody can have access to that and anybody can invest in that way and, yeah. um, and, and cultivate hope for themselves.
1: Yes. Because in a world that's so difficult.
0: Hope. Yeah, the source of the hope
1: just from God, my part is just yeah. bring them to come to the source of the hope. Mm-hmm. Our Lord Jesus Christ. So beautiful. Yeah, so they—they—they—they they, so they, they thought all the pa- pastor is like Superman or Superwoman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pastor still, still, still the still a human, and have a weakness. But same like you, pastor, we all have a hope only in God' yeah. presence.
0: Yeah, so that's our story to bring them. Yeah, you know my nickname is the Rev of Keeping It Real, <laughs> <laughs> and I I like to always just be honest about that because you know my first my first career was in show business. I was an actress and a, and a spokesperson, and when God called me into the ministry, it was a little different than you. You already were a pastor when God called you here, but it was that same kind of thing of like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you're talking about pastors as real people and that we also have our emotions and we have our struggles too, I think that's so important uh, because we're all on this journey together, right? And that's part of, I like to say, when Jesus said, love one another, it was that Greek word agape, which yes. is that community love, right? And I'm
1: you've confused.
0: just been talking about that so much. Again, the communion with with God Uh, is the real source that's the big strong source and then there's this beautiful community around us that can encourage us um, on our journey so so beautiful so pastor Francisca do you have anything that you're working on or any um, projects or anything that you want to share with us or maybe you want to invite our listeners that might live in the area to come and visit your church even I'm hoping
1: (laughs) yeah I I uh we just finish our program uh soaking Sock, in his present 30 minutes um soaking in present in his present um and uh, we we do uh like the worship and i think for 3 4 minutes for the message and after that we do the singing again the so it's team, called soaking
0: in his presence and is yeah. that live but you also have it on um it's also virtual right yeah
1: virtual and in person but in person it's not a few just few people but mm-hmm. most of
0: it's virtual because we do the live stream how do they find that then do they just go they, is it facebook
1: can, live that they can watch yeah on? facebook live you can you can uh going through uh, of Meta-chan, Facebook. And also, acmetachen our website dot org. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they have a link there. But uh, the stocking in in his present just just finished two weeks ago, so we'll okay. prepare for the next Advent season. Advent, Advent season,
0: okay. So that'll be coming. Yeah, coming. When we get from- like closer to Christmas in December. Yes,
1: and uh, also I have. Uh, we just we just finished our worship team worship team retreat nice so um, i have uh, more worship and media multimedia worship and media team Uh, around 46 people beautiful yeah we've been uh, three days tonight at Hmm. Pocoros and we 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 understand more about how to worship God, not just you good on singing or you good on multimedia, but how to bring the presence of God so people can feel the presence of God. That's kind of that. And then um, I feel like uh, in the future, this is my uh, come to my intense how to prepare the next generation. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I uh, I'm glad. I have like more than hundred people, mm-hmm. but I like to have disciples. I have to, to have a future leader. I need to have the future leader. I need to have, if I'm getting tired or I mean getting all, or I, I need to prepare. So I'm serious on
0: youth. Um, so preparing and, future leaders. Yeah. That's very purpose. important. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm just thinking you've got multimedia and music. And just, I mean, for any of our listeners that are in the area and are looking for a church to visit, we never want to pull people away from a church where they already are. But if they're looking for a church to visit, um, your church on Sunday morning, uh, you've got beautiful music ministry. You have some really, um, I mean, you have your own background in music. But you've got some really, really amazing musicians, Indonesian musicians, who are part of your music team. And so I'm just thinking you've got youth, you've got multimedia, you've got music. I mean, all of that, like who doesn't want to be a part of that? You know what I mean? And I would just think that that will be drawing in uh, young people. Um, And then it's not just doing all of that to do that because that's fun. It's, you know, with music and multimedia, but, you know, you really want to be doing it as a disciple. And so I love that you have that as the foundation.
1: Yeah, because most most of the, I don't want to blame or I don't want to be the judge. I mean, most of church, like they they very concentrate for the adult ministry and forget mm-hmm. how important youth and how important Sunday school. They, they need to put um, all of two ministry in the top. I mean, like, um, I, I don't mind to give a chance to, like, a youth pastor preach or taking care of this and then I, I prepare for the leadership. And I, I, I've been doing that not right now. So all the youth be, like, um, a people are more involved in all the ministry and the church. They're not just outsiders, but they be inside and they be the part of the ministry.
0: Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's part of, you know, I I have this ministry that I am stewarding called equity-based hospitality. And wow. the whole point of it is you want to draw the circle wide and embrace everybody in so they can find their purpose and yes. their sense of belonging yes. in Christ so, and in the community and in the church. Yes, so in the in the community of faith, exactly. And so I love when you're saying that have all the people involved. That's the way to do it. I love yes. it. Yes. That's beautiful. Well, Pastor Francisca, thank you so much. Is there any final thing that you want to say to our listeners as we're signing off here?
1: Yeah, my conclusion. I just I just want to say this word obedience more important. And make sure you know your purpose. If you don't know your purpose, I, I like to say to you, your purpose is to glorify His name. There's nothing else. Because that's the part of all of us God sent to this world to prepare, to be the light, to be the salt in this world. And let everyone so Jesus through our life. We are open book for everyone. I like to encourage everyone to have a good relationship with
0: God and let His presence, His Spirit come. Thank you so much, Pastor Francisca. It was such a blessing to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for all of your beautiful story sharing and all your encouragement for all of us. Your life is a testimony to how we can walk in obedience and be resilient and overcome many things and live vibrantly into our purpose. So thank you so much and God bless you, your congregation, your family. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Lavish Hope Season 4. I hope my conversation with Pastor Francisca has offered insights into what lavish hope, resilience, and overcoming can mean for your life's journey, as well as those around you. If you'd like to connect with Pastor Francisca, you may do so via Facebook or Instagram. Just search Reformed Church of Metuchen. She also warmly welcomes any New Jersey or New York City area locals without a church home to join her and her congregation for Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. This episode is brought to you by FaithWord.org, an online learning community where you'll find ideas for living out your faith and living into your calling. Reflections on scripture and church, self-guided courses on topics like contemplative prayer and equity-based hospitality, and lots of discipleship resources for your faith community in English y en español. The Lavish Hope Podcast's executive production team includes Maria Orr, Lorraine Parker, Grace Reuter, and me, Liz Testa. Sound design and editing by the amazing Garrett Steyer. Special thanks to New Brunswick Theological Seminary for the use of Studio 35 for the recording of this interview. Until next time, may you find ways to cultivate lavish hope and build resilience each and every day. God bless you.